0: Log Talk Radio. So, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, May the 7th, and the King of England, we have a new King of England, I think we've had one for a while, but uh, they had the coronation, which is the big event uh, where he officially, I guess, becomes the king, and it was on, obviously, on worldwide television, you could pick it up here in the United States early in the morning, a lot of pageantry, a lot of ceremony. So today we're going to be chatting with our friend uh, Frank Burke, uh, and we're going to talk about his impressions about this rather historic uh, event. Let me say hello to Frank. How are you, Frank? Well, thank you, Silvio. How are you doing? Just great. How's the weather in Wisconsin? Always have to ask you.
1: Well, it's quite warm, actually. It was in Mm. the 70s today. Excuse me. It actually felt hot. So um, Mm. I'm not looking forward to summer. Being a true Wisconsinite at this
0: point, yeah, right. Yeah, well, there is humidity, as I recall, when I um, when I lived uh, when I lived up there. All those lakes, uh, I guess it, it the, all those lakes create all that humidity. Am I right?
1: Well, oh, you're right, and it's also the fact of the um, uh, just the way the weather comes in. It comes down from Canada or across from the west, and it, it carries mm-hmm. a lot of humidity with it. Not to mention the not. fact that when you're planting all that corn and all the agricultural products, um, they tend to not only do well in humidity, but I think trap it and
0: generate it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Well, I think it was raining in London, Frank. So they had a little rain in in London for the coronation of King Charles. So let me make sure that I, that I get my... Uh, my vocabulary correct. Be- he was the king before, but he became officially the king uh, with the coronation, right?
1: Right. The minute that his mother died, he became king, and okay. uh, the, the coronation was the formal investiture of
0: it. Okay. All right. So, and and I mean the the crown that that he he now wears is. Pretty old, right? I mean, it, it's been around for a while.
1: Yeah, there are several crowns. Um, the crown that is the one that's used to officially crown him is um, the St. Edward's crown. And this is a crown that was originally, supposedly, uh, made by the for the um, uh, St. Edward, who was the king way back uh, in the last Anglo-Saxon king. And around 1066, and in the uh, time that Oliver Cromwell took over with the Puritans, many of the treasures of England disappeared and were thought to have been melted down. So the, this present crown was created, hopefully, out of that gold and the jewels from the original one uh, in the 1600s.
0: Wow, interesting. Well, let's, let's begin with you know sort of the my reaction to it and and then i i like to get your reaction uh you know this is sure. the first time that i had ever seen on television the coronation of a monarch uh i mean english i mean there may have been others but that i didn't see or just obviously didn't get the attention that this one got so when his mother became queen back in 52 or 53 you know, obviously there was some television back then, limited television, there was some newsreels. I remember my father once telling me that he saw the newsreels in Cuba, you know, when they went to the movies like they, they yeah. like they, they do here. Uh and I would assume that the BBC was broadcasting, you know, the World Service. But nothing like this where we get full living color and I mean, we have these amazing scenes of the carriage bringing uh, the king and the queen, and then of course uh, the next prince or the prince uh, William, who w- who would succeed him in the future, if, if, if at, at some point, and then the amazing uh, scene of the little boy George. And in fact, there was one scene where all three of them were together. I'm sure that that's happened before, but this is the only time that I know of that has actually been on a photograph or, or on on a film or on television. So I think in, in that sense, it was pretty historic, uh, Frank.
1: Very much so. Very much so. And, uh, of course, you know, it's a, uh, it's a continuing thread. The monarchy in England is a continuing thread. And, you know, I have to confess, my ancestry is Irish, English, and Dutch. <laughs> so um, there, there may be a little bit of prejudice uh in in my own opinions about it but um it's a marvelous uh, it was a marvelous ceremony and we can we can talk about that
0: yeah no it it was the ceremony itself was, was 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 pretty spectacular broadcast i believe in several languages but i just i just thought the images you know the images of the little you know prince william and you know i guess princess catherine uh, if I get yes. those titles correct, and the children—I mean, I just thought those were unbelievable images uh, that, again, we we have not seen before. So let's talk about let's talk about the ceremony. Let's talk about the ceremony itself. This is a ceremony that goes back, I would assume, hundreds of years. Obviously, not not televised, but it goes back a long time. So tell us tell us a little bit about the ceremony and. You know what it means and all the symbols. Uh, tell us a little bit what what it means, please. Uh, give us a little rundown of what it all means.
1: Sure, the uh, the coronation per se goes back obviously well over a thousand years, and uh, kings have always been crowned. <clears throat> the The essence of what's happening now uh, probably goes back principally to the reign of Henry VIII. And, of course, his problems with the church. But the the thing that you have to remember is that the framework of the coronation, the whole framework, takes place inside a mass in the Anglican church. Which, if you're familiar with that, it's identical virtually to the old Catholic mass. And I'm very uh, comfortable with the, the current Catholic Mass. There are readings from Scripture, there's a sermon, there's a gospel, there's communion, and so you have this whole religious framework. Not only that, but within the context of the coronation, everything that is mentioned, and our Lord Jesus is mentioned many, many times, uh, everything that's mentioned, all the symbolism, has to do with service. And very several times the the king is reminded, just as Christ came to Earth to serve mankind, so you are here to serve your people. And the um, uh, the there's the uh, coming into the church, and uh, the the ceremony is performed by the Archbishop of Canterbury, and in England the king is by title since Henry VIII's time, the head of the Church of England, considered to be very obviously very important. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, so there is a point in the ceremony where they put a screen around the king. He strips to the waist and he's anointed on the head, the hands, and the breast as the leader of the Church of England or as the leader of the Church as they say, and he commits himself to that. Then there is a um, investiture of what they call the regalia. And these are many of the things that we associate with the royalty. He's presented with gold spurs, which he just lays his hand on. And they are reminiscent of knighthood and chivalry and the protection of the poor. There's a ring which, of course, is the the symbol of of royalty, the orb, which is a round ball-like thing surmounted by a cross, and that symbolizes the world under the cross of Christ. He is invested with two scepters, one of which symbolizes justice and the ability to reign and provide justice to his people. The other has to do with mercy that he will be a merciful king. Likewise with a sword, that it's the sword that uh, uh, he is to use to protect his people and to show mercy to to all those under his uh, reign, if you will, within his reign. Then, of course, there's the crown. And the crown, uh, there is a relic in it of St. Edward. Now, one of the things that... Um, who was, by the way, the patron of England before they named King uh, St. George as the patron of England. He was a, uh, uh, St. Edward was king of England and a very religious man, a deeply religious man. Also, you have to keep in mind in this is the fact that um, these things, uh, he's, he's sitting in a chair that goes back to the 1300s and under which there is a stone that goes back to ancient times on which the kings of Scotland were crowned. So there is excuse me, a tremendous amount of tradition here, and it was so refreshing to see a people, when you saw the enthusiasm of the British people and all the people who came there, uh, people from other lands, And this was the first time, by the way, since the time of Henry VIII, that the Pope of the Catholic Church sent a representative. He also sent, as a gift for the coronation, several splinters from the true cross, which were embedded in the cross that led the procession into the Abbey and out of the Abbey. So here you had, now think about this, here you had a whole uh, the commonwealth you had all the people of england with a few exceptions of course you always have that but very very enthusiastic about preserving their history and their traditions which were intimately bound up with religious faith yes and that is yeah go ahead that, and
0: finish yeah. yeah um
1: yeah within two days of the coronation i saw on the news that um, the administration has chosen a transvestite, a drag queen, to recruit for the United States Navy, right. the branch to which my <laughs> and my father-in-law belonged. And right. all I could think, of, here we are on the one hand, am I to be happy that there's a people that celebrate their traditions and their religion, or am I to be ashamed of the fact that there is no depth of degeneracy to which these people over here will not drop
0: right including uh frank uh, you were mentioning the the church event including going after uh a catholic hospital i guess for having a candle uh the the biden administration there, there was a, a hospital i believe the veterans hospital uh has a, a room with a candle to a christian symbol or a catholic symbol i'm not sure which one it is but they they were having a problem with that i guess they didn't like uh, the connection to the Catholic Church. But like you, I, I was so impressed with the pageantry of it all. And because yes. I like pageantry, I think pageantry is a good thing. I think we we sometimes forget, you know, how important pageantry is, uh, that you as a country, uh, the people who came before, before you, the pageantry, all of this means a lot. This is how you maintain your civilization. This is how yes, you connect absolutely. generations and you know i saw lots of people cheering the monarchs uh, you know the, the obviously uh, there there were some idiots who were saying he's not my king and yeah you know, the usual crap that we've seen over here at times sure. but i think overall there was a there was a sense also something else too frank that i saw in the presentation by the way did i interrupt your your what were what you were going to say i kind of jumped in and i wasn't sure if, was I, any- if you were
1: that's fine.
0: No, okay, no, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't interrupt what you were or that you had something else that you wanted to follow up with. But one of the things that I was very impressed with was the different delegations from the different countries of the British Empire. Yes. You know, you had all these people marching representing I guess different countries and so on. I thought that was that was absolutely beautiful because obviously the British Empire is not what it used to be. Uh, It's certainly England. I mean, England itself is not what it used to be. So obviously, you know, you're you're just not you're not going to have the you know, when you think of the British Empire 150 years ago, there was a totally different you know reaction to it than than what it is now. And the other thing, too, that that's interesting about what's happening in England, uh, Frank, is the diversity, the demographics. You know, they now have a prime minister who is, I think, British Indian, of a British Indian or Indian uh, background. Obviously, it's a different country. But I was impressed with the fact that the British prime minister, who had nothing in common with, the, with that history, was there doing his job, uh, I mean, promoting the pageantry. So I think overall this was a huge victory, Frank, for people like you and me who believe in these values of, of history and tradition, Frank.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, you know, you look at the uh, you look at the way in which this unfolded, and the way uh, the beauty of all of it, and the fact that these people are proud of their past and and uh, conserve so much of it, and over here we're tearing down statues, we're trying to rewrite what is a glorious history, and and make our country look bad. Mm-hmm. And it just gives the lie to all of that and says, so, you know, do you want to live in that cesspool of, of hatred and revisionism and victimology, or do you want to take pride in everything that you have been able to build as a civilization? And certainly none of it is without imperfection. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's sure. the state of man. Uh, yes, the British did a lot of bad things as we know, because we had to revolt against them. But they did some great things, too. And uh, I think the great, in both cases, theirs and ours, well outweighs the the other.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and if you – let me take a quick break, because I want to follow up on that point uh, about the the British and their contributions, uh, not just to the United States, but I think to the West and – and many of the things that we believe let me take a little break and we'll be right back Silvio Canto in Dallas, Texas. We're chatting with our good friend uh, Frank Burke, author, businessman, great friend of our show. And today we're talking about the coronation of King George. Frank, one of the things that I, I follow up a little bit on what we you were saying right before the break, British the, the the British contribution to the world, while not perfect, I would agree with you, not perfect. I'm sure that they, you know, probably made some mistakes, as any other as any other man would, but yet if you look at their contributions, for example, to literature, to um, the rule of law, when you look at their contributions to uh, the world, everything, I mean, there's so much that, so many great things in the world that you trace back to to the British, and, uh, and, and, and um, the monarchy was responsible for that to some extent. I mean, they were the ones running the country, Bill, I mean, Frank. Yes, Absolutely.
1: And, well, you look at it, you know, the Industrial Revolution, that's where it began, with the invention of the steam engine. And, uh, again, the the legal, as you mentioned, the legal system, from the Magna Carta to Blackstone's commentaries, which are the basis of our own system here, uh, the uh, the literature shakes, my gosh, you know. And and the closeness, really, what, what Britain did... Um, with the United States, the, the colonists initially did not want to be separate. They just wanted the rights of Englishmen because that's what they thought they were. And when they were unable to obtain that, we all became Americans. But there is, as Churchill and uh, and Roosevelt both acknowledged very verbally, that special bond between the two countries and in World War Two. Uh, you know, we stood with the French and, and with our allies and and turned back Nazism and subsequently communism. And, right. uh, look at, who was it, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan did right. more to destroy the old Soviet Union, which deep, desperately needed to be destroyed, than anything else right. and, or any one
0: no, I mean, the contributions of the, of the British nation to the world, I mean, for example, you take India. Uh, what they did with the educational system in India was unbelievable, you know, what they did to develop the educational system there. You go to, to Latin America, where they didn't have the same kind of influence, but yet you go to most Latin American countries, and all these schools uh, that, that teach English, most of them are schools from England. And English teachers. I mean, so, so you have this great contribution that they made to the world. And watching that pageantry and watching that coronation, it was like you were. It was like the, the package was opened, and you could see it all, Frank. Yes,
1: absolutely. And it's uh, you know there's, there, there's such closeness there, and uh, you know we, yeah we have our differences, but. Um, and, and sometimes they get pretty serious, but there's a uh, really a, a concomitant way of feeling.
0: Right. We'll even him, give him credit for the Beatles, Frank.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and the British Revolution, the Dave Clark Five, too.
0: Let's right, the share. Dave Clark Five and the Rolling Stones. We'll give him credit for all of that because <laughs> the British invasion. Remember that? the british I invasion sure of the America charts you know you know uh, what was that lady's name who sang downtown uh, Batula clark uh Batula the, clark. the yeah. Batula yeah. clark so the beatles the F. dave F. clark F. five F. the animals uh we'll give them credit for all of that we'll we'll give we're not going to give them credit for rock and roll but we'll certainly give them a a chapter we'll give them credit for a big chapter uh, right of and rock and roll, maybe Freddie and the Dreamers. We'll give him credit for that one, too. Uh, Frank, well, Freddie and the and, Dreamers.
1: And yep, and let's not forget. Uh, and this is probably what marries the two, and that's Canada, that we yes. lost to Gordon Lightfoot this week.
0: Yes, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, the great Gordon Lightfoot, who um, I, I had not. Uh, you mentioned to me that that you had been to a concert recently or a few years ago, um, or that Peggy, I guess, had been to a concert. I don't remember exactly what you said, right. but I, I personally had never seen him in the concert, but I was a big fan of his songs. And my favorite song by, uh, by him was uh, Early Morning Rain, a song that he yeah. recorded, uh, but at least the, the one that I, that I like is the version by Peter, Paul, and Mary. But but yes, yes, he was a great composer. And now Canada, you mentioned Canada, because they were also very much represented there in that in that coronation, weren't they? Australia, yeah, then, New Zealand.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean all over really. So uh, you know you look you look at what they did in the course of uh, of building their empire. Yeah, there were some mistakes, but God knows, Hong Kong was much better off under England. Than it is under China. That's for sure.
0: Well, and as I said, you know, we have many uh, many friends from India who are who go to our church, and uh, in fact, uh, we're we'll we'll, we're going to be attending a wedding for one of the daughters of one of these friends in a couple of weeks. And uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking to them about their educational system, which is fabulous, and it's all based on on the British. The British had a lot to do. The British for for all their mistakes, some of the things that they did very well is that they, would, they were very much into structure, and they would set up your, your legal system and your educational system, and you were better off because of it, Frank.
1: Yes, very much so, very much so. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the emphasis that they had even on sports and uh, the way in which they influenced American sports that uh, how, you know, football grew out of Gaelic football or and and British football and uh, uh, really a tremendous amount of, of closeness there.
0: Yes, no, it's absolutely incredible. And, and as I said, when you're watching that ceremony, it's like you're watching the whole thing unfold. You know, you're, you're like, you know, if you didn't know what you told us, you could see it all there. It's like you were being yeah. introduced to – the British history that that made, uh, that made the world. Well, anything else, Frank, that you wanted to mention about the coronation as we're winding down?
1: Yeah, just one thing, and that's that um, this morning in church, um, the deacon that we have, one of our deacons spoke, and he spoke about service. And I asked him af- after the service if he had seen the coronation. He said, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm going to try and catch some parts of it. And I said, well, what you said really um, touched me. I I thought you might have seen it because everything in that ceremony was about service. And as I think I mentioned, as the the Archbishop said uh, in, in some of the formula, just as Christ was sent to earth to serve mankind, so you are here to serve your people. And he looked at me for a moment and he said, do you mean to say that message went out to all the world? And I stopped a minute and I said, yeah, it did. Up wow. that, well, it's a really great message.
0: That is, that, is, uh, that is a great message. Well, the only thing I will say, Frank, the next time they do a coronation, uh, we, we wish King Charles a long life, but the next time there, um, there will be a coronation the next time, I hope they do it more like about 4 o'clock in the afternoon so that we, can, we don't have to get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning to watch it. I remember when, well, uh, remember when Lady Di, when Princess Diane married uh, Prince Charles many, many years ago, that it was like at did. 1 o'clock in the morning. And you had all these women in the United States going to work that day, and they hadn't slept so they weren't very productive, as I recall. <laughs> all these women who were like half asleep because they they were all all night, you know, watching uh, that beautiful wedding, and that was a beautiful wedding. Uh, my goodness, that was back in '81. So that tells you how long ago that was. So that's my only yes, wish but, that the next time well, they, you know, that's what
1: the record button on your TV remote is for, Silvio. <laughs> that's true.
0: That's true. That is, true. And, and and they always do rerun it somehow. Somehow, yes. I mean, whether it's C-SPAN or somebody will always rerun it. Frank, as always, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for all the information. It was absolutely, uh, I mean, uplifting. I, I, I uh, Some of the things you said today were just things that were new to me in, of the history and, and all of that. So I just want to thank you so much for, for joining us today and, and sharing. We've got to pick an easier subject the next time, Frank. <laughs> Maybe rock and roll. Maybe rock and roll. Maybe rock and roll will do it the next time. Maybe British rock and roll. How is that? That's fine. That's fine. We'll we'll, we'll do a special show on Freddie and the Dreamers. All
1: right.
0: And for the younger members, younger members of the audience probably don't know who Freddie and the Dreamers were, but they had a great song called I'm Telling You Now. Yes. Uh, number one song I'm telling you now. Frank have a great day And great weekend And thank you so much For joining us as always You too And God bless you And the audience Thank you so much Our good friend uh, Frank Burke What a great uh, What a great presentation From Frank today We've done so many shows And I always learn So much from him But today I thought it was fabulous Thank you for listening This is uh, Silvio Canto In Dallas